Okay, Shabbat Shalom and welcome to United Israel World Union. This is our Sabbath morning scripture study. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are presently in uh, a series that I've called Prophet. Uh, We are within that series. We're doing a sub-series, if you will, that I've called The Servant in Isaiah. The Servant in Isaiah. And as a foundation for that, uh, I've drawn on the accepted scholarly view that within the book of Isaiah, particularly those uh, chapters 40 through 66, what academically people refer to as the servant songs, there are four poems, if you will. Now, this traces back the first person to in the academic world, to identify these four poems as the servant songs. It's a German scholar in 1892 published a study called the Book of Isaiah. The translation of the German title uh, was the Book of Isaiah. His name is Bernhard Doom, and Bernhard Doom determined through his studies, and I've not carefully studied his work, but I know that he is credited with this. He found in his studies that there are four passages within Deutero-Isaiah, within 2nd Isaiah, chapter 40 through 66, that uh, deal with the servant. And those are chapter 42, verses 1 through 4, chapter 49, verses 1 through 6, chapter 50, verse 4 through 7, and chapter 52, verse 13 through 53, 12. These four are known in the academic world as the servant songs. Now, this is our third class, and what I have set out to show, and what I will continue to show, is that these four identified as uh, servant songs by Bernhard Doom don't even begin to touch the subject of the servant in Isaiah. So my task is, and I'm willing to accept it, is uh, to carefully go through the text of Isaiah and to draw out everything that we can find on the servant. And uh, I've, I've wanted to teach this for a, a very long time, and I am pleased that we are getting into it now. So this is our third class. I had originally, because I like things neat and orderly and compartmentalized, I had originally said, you know, I'll just do the four songs plus all the other material that is not contained in the Psalms as songs. I'll do that in four neat classes. I thought the first class would be chapter 42, 1 through 4, the first servant song, second class, second song, and so forth. But I don't think that's going to continue to work because now it gets serious. Now we're going in deep. Uh, We're going to be beginning to look closer as we push into the third song. And to be honest... Last week, I didn't get to finish because I recognized that I'd pushed considerably over an hour and thought, let's just cut it here. So I've got my intention 
originally was that this week I would already be in the third song, Isaiah 50, verse 4 through 7, uh, but I hope to get to that today, all right? I think that if I'm right in my notes, I think that as we begin to close the class today, I will be at that point because I have some things I need to pick up. Uh, now, it's necessary to underscore this point. These four texts, even though I just said it, I want to make sure I've clearly communicated it, these four servant songs don't cover it all. We've got to go beyond the four servant songs uh, to really make the point come across because Isaiah contains extensive material on the servant. And, and what I mean by that is we, we not only have text uh, on the servant, uh, the servant in Israel, we have text where the servant is speaking. We have text where the servant is spoken to. And we have text uh, in which the servant is spoken about. So we get some biographical information. We get some autobiograph- uh, autobiographical information. And we get some dialogue, so we're going to have to really uh, dig deep. So what I want to do this morning, first thing, if you will, open your Bibles to Isaiah 42. I want to read the first two songs again because I want this material in your ears, in your head, and ultimately it'd be good to get it deeper in your heart. Isaiah 42, please. Verse 1, uh, and I'm going to be working within the white spaces, within those ancient markings within the text, which uh, set off certain sections of text for study. Isaiah 42, 1, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect. Now remember the word elect is also uh, from the same root. It could be translated chosen. It's Beit Het Resh, uh, and this means elect or chosen. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the nations. He shall not cry nor lift up his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the dimly burning flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his Torah, his Torah. Who is this servant in whom... Uh, It says he's upheld, he's called the elect, and God's soul delights in the servant. Who is this? Here we go. Go to chapter 49, please. Chapter 49. Now, again, I'm following the white spaces. So, Doom says, Bernhard Doom says that 49, 1 through 6, is servant song number 2. Now, what I want to do is I want to read 1 through 4, which is the section which is set off by white spaces, comment, and then I'll go to verses 5 and 6. Here we go. Chapter 49 of Isaiah, verse 1. 
Listen, O isles, to me, and hearken, O people from far. Jehovah has called me from birth, from the bowels of my mother, has he made mention of my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. Has he hid me, made me a polished shaft in his quiver? Has he hid me and said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with Jehovah and my reward with my God here. We have the servant speaking very clearly. The servant says, Jehovah said unto me, you are my servant. And we get a clue uh, pretty clearly communicated that the servant in Israel is Israel because the servant is speaking and the servant says, Jehovah has said to me, you are my servant Israel. No ambiguity there. It's very clear. Now, Doom put the next two verses as servant song two as well. I agree. So let's continue to read. Verse five, this is after the white space. And now says Jehovah that formed me from the womb. Again, the servant is speaking. You follow that? You see that? to bring Jacob back to him, that Israel should be gathered to him. And I was honored in the eyes of Jehovah, and my God was my strength. And he said, Is it too slight a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel? I also give thee for a light to the nations that my salvation may be to the end of the earth. End of song two. So you have the first two songs according to Doom. And what I want to draw attention to just for a moment is that this passage, this pericope, this section of two verses contained within white spaces, Isaiah 49 verses 5 and 6 introduces something interesting. Because up until this point in the previous two classes, I covered it fairly clearly, that the servant is Israel. Consistently, you are my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen, the Jehovah Witnesses. Remember all those passages we went through over and over. The one called from the womb is Israel. Um, and, and that point is very clearly communicated. And a lot of people stop there. A lot of people, so here are the two main views in the world today. Christianity, from its inception, said Jesus is the servant. A messianic-type figure is the servant. And the Jewish people have said Israel is the servant. Now, the one time that one will attribute the other as saying, well, maybe that applies to you, is, for instance, in Isaiah 42, 19. Just uh, go there just for a second. I'm not going to get into this today other than to introduce it. Uh, If you look at um, 42 of Isaiah, 
verse 18. Hear, O deaf, and look, O blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as Jehovah's servant? Well, both groups sort of shy away from, well, that says the servant's blind. Maybe that's your side of the interpretation. You get what I'm saying. So you don't want to take credit for the, well, that's not. We'll get into that. What I want to do is I want to just touch, make sure that that I've communicated that chapter 5, I mean, uh, verses uh, 5 and 6 of Isaiah 49 indicate that there is a servant within the servant. Yes, Israel is the servant. But within Israel, within the broader servant, there is a servant within the servant whose job it is to redeem, basically, to raise up, to use biblical language, to bring Jacob back. So if Jacob is the servant... What we have to understand here is that Jacob has to bring Jacob back. Follow? And if Israel should be gathered to him, then Israel has to gather Israel to him. So that's either a small group of Israel within Israel, or it's an individual who's called from the womb and so forth. And then we get other clues. Now, if we go back to Isaiah 42, that's a clue for you to go back to Isaiah 42. If we go back to Isaiah 42, we realize that verses 1 through 4 is Doom's first servant song. But what if we kept reading? Does the description of the servant just appear in Isaiah 42, 1 through 4? What if we continued to read? Let's do that. 42, now let's begin in verse 5. 42 of Isaiah verse 5. Thus says, Ha'el Yehovah, the God, Jehovah, Bore Hashemaim, he that created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth and that which comes out of it. He that gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, Jehovah, have called thee in righteousness and will hold your hand and will keep you and give you for a covenant of the people. For a light of the nations to open blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am Jehovah, that is my name. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. White space. Now the question becomes... Is this dealing with the servant? And I say it is. I say to you that verses 5 through 9 deal with the servant, and there's a lot to unpack here. It says uh, at the beginning after this introductory statement about, I am God, I am the God, Ha'el Yehovah, 
Borei HaShemaim, who has created the heavens and stretched them out, after it says all that, Jehovah then says to the servant, I have called thee in righteousness. I have called thee. Where have I heard this? It says not only have I called thee, by the way, that's second person masculine singular. The address from Jehovah seems to be to a person, to a figure. Notice it says, uh, and I will hold thy hand. Go with me to Isaiah 41, Isaiah 41, and let's begin at verse 8. We're looking for uh, comparable language. We're looking for words and phrases which we can associate this passage in Isaiah 42, verses 5 through 9. One of the things I'm looking for when I read a text is, where else have I read that? In this case, I'm looking specifically for, I have called you, held your hand. I mean, that's pretty, how many times do you think Jehovah says, I've called you and held your hand? I mean, if I could find another passage which says something similar to that, I might say, ah, that might be the servant. 41, Isaiah 41, uh, verse 8. You, but you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen the seed of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee, all right, singular, masculine, called thee, talking about Israel, from its farthest corners and said to you, you are my servant, I've chosen you and not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Indeed, I will make you, help you, Moreover, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with you shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Those that contend with you, they that war against you shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, Jehovah your God, will hold your right hand. Okay, that's what we just read in Isaiah 42. Fear not, I will help you. End of passage. So here we've got in 41 verses 8 through 13, the servant Israel, Jacob, the chosen, is called, matches the language that we see in 42, keep. He says, I will keep. The root word is noon, sadi, Reish, Netzer is the root word. He, he, has, he will keep and hold your hand. All of those phrases occur in both of those. And now go to Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48. I want to go through quite a few texts today. Isaiah 48, 12. Hearken to me, O Jacob, and Israel, whom I called. Okay, there's our calling again. I am he, I'm the first, I am also the last. My hand also has made or laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand has spanned the heavens. When I call to them, they stand up together. All of you, assemble yourselves and hearken. Which among them has declared these things? He whom Jehovah loves, he will do his pleasure on Babel, his arm 
This is another key phrase in the servant songs, in the servant passages. His arms shall be on the costume. I, even I, have spoken indeed. I have called him. There we go. It's called. I have brought him and he shall succeed in his way. Come near to me. Hear this. I have not spoken in secret. From the beginning, from the time that she was, there have I been. And now... Adonai Jehovah has sent me and his spirit. Very interesting passage. So what we've got here is another passage of the called one. Look at chapter 49, verse 1. Listen, O isles, to me and hearken, O people from far. Jehovah has called me from birth, from the bowels of my mother, has he made mention of my name. Who is speaking there? The servant. The servant is speaking, and the servant says that, listen up, Isles. Jehovah called me from birth. The servant is speaking. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And verse 6. Now, by the way, um, this passage, the white spaces, the section within the spaces runs from verse 1 through 6. I'm only going to read verse 6 at this point. Um, Actually, it goes through verse 8. I'm sorry. But verse 6. For Jehovah has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, but a wife of youth. Can she be cast off, says your God? Uh, For a small moment have I forsaken you, but with great mercies will I gather you. In the overflowing of wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting faithful love will I have mercy on you, says your Redeemer, Jehovah. What we seem to see in all of these texts is Israel the servant is called, chosen, and will ultimately be redeemed. We also have thus far chapter 42, chapter 49. We're going to really peel these apart, but I want to draw attention to that verse in uh, chapter 49 verses 6 and 7. We're just going to set those over to the side just for a moment. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 5 and 6, because that deals with the servant within the servant. So that's Just take that and put it right over here for just a moment. Go back with me to Isaiah 42 uh, and verse 6. Isaiah 42 and verse 6. I think this is going to be surprising today, what we have to cover, and I look forward to it. Isaiah 42, 6. I, Jehovah, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand and will keep you and give you for a covenant of people, for a light of the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Now, what we have is all of these phrases are found in other texts. So it helps us to put together 
who it is that we're speaking of. All right. So, for instance, it says, I will keep you. There again is our noon Saudi race root word that appears in so many. Uh, we'll get into that and give you for a covenant of peoples. What does that even mean? And is it used anywhere else? Because it's going to help us to identify. So whoever is being addressed here, I will, I've called you in righteousness, hold your hand. All of this seems to apply to Israel, right? Will keep you, give you for a covenant of people light to the nations. Open blind eyes, bring out prisoners. Now, where have I seen that? Isaiah chapter 61. In Isaiah, in fact, hold your hand here. You may have to do this a lot today. And go to Isaiah 61. We've touched on this slightly in a couple of other uh, classes. But look, let's go to Isaiah 61.1. The spirit, Ruach Adonai Jehovah, the spirit of Adonai Jehovah is upon me because Jehovah has anointed me to announce good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Huh. So this text ties in with Isaiah 42, 6, to bring out the prisoners. You see the connection. Now go back to Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49. So I'm sorry, uh, Professor Doom. There's more. Isaiah 49... In verse 5, and now says Jehovah that formed me from the womb to be his servant. Servant is speaking to bring Jacob back to him that Israel should be gathered to him. I was honored in the eyes of Jehovah and my God was my strength. And he said, is it too slight a thing? that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give you for a light to the nations that my salvation may be to the end of the earth. Mize, who is this? That's your Hebrew for the day. Mize, al mize midiber. Uh, concerning who is this speaking? Who is this describing here? Okay, let's look at verse 7. After the white space. Thus says Jehovah, Koamar Jehovah, the Redeemer of Israel, His Holy One, to whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, To a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall prostrate themselves because of Jehovah who is faithful and the Holy One of Israel who has chosen thee. White space. This verse, completely set off by white spaces, I ask again, Mize, who is this? Who is this? What does the text say? Now, I want you to consider what the text says. 
Uh, First of all, this is the word of Jehovah to. In other words, Jehovah says what I just read to someone. Okay, and and here are some clues. Livzo nefesh. Livzo nefesh. What does that mean? Well, in this case, 1Q Isaiah, the great Isaiah scroll at Qumran, offers some interesting insight. I encourage people to read this. This text, Isaiah, 1Q Isaiah, dates back uh, earlier than anything that I'm holding here. Does it make it the more true? Not suggesting that necessarily yet. But I will say that it helps shed some light, the reading. Uh, There is some question about what this exactly means. It seems to mean this livzo nefesh, which is translated, um, how they translate it here, Um, something about abhorred, I guess, Um, despised, despised, despised. Um, It means the one who is despised, despised, I'll get it in a minute, uh, with respect to life. So this, this person is hated. Huh. Get this. The root word for despised is in Hebrew, Beit Zain Hay, and it's used in only... Only one other text in Isaiah. It happens to be a text about the servant. Who is the despised one? Abhorred, abhorred of the nation. Mise, who is this? One other text says, talks about a despised one. You want to know where? Isaiah 53. Go with me to Isaiah 53, and you should be carefully noting that whoever is being described in Isaiah 49, verse 7, uh, it must be connected with the one in Isaiah 53. So go to Isaiah 53, 3. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Interesting. It's interesting to me, that in a passage dealing with the servant of Isaiah 49, verse 7, that we have only one other place where we read that the servant is despised. And in Isaiah 53, verse 3, the despise occurs twice. Somehow, what this does is it pulls together Isaiah 49 and the servant in that passage and takes it and connects it to Isaiah 53.3. Now, a lot of people, a lot of scholars, a lot of students of Scripture, when they get to the part about 
uh, well, this is Israel and this is Israel. Many people will say Isaiah 53 is talking about Israel too. If Isaiah 42, 1 through 4, 49, 1 through 4, Isaiah 44, verses 2, verse 24, Isaiah, you know, I can go on and on and on. If all these texts say that the servant, the chosen, the elect, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, if all of those point to Israel, then this, Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12, also points to Israel. And they will say Israel was despised and rejected and so forth. Other people have put forward other theories, that it's an individual, a certain prophet, and so forth. I mentioned uh, one name last week. We'll go into that more uh, at another point. But my, my main thing, I'm going to take Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12, and I'm going to put that over here just for a bit because we're going to focus a little bit more I want you to go back to 49, Isaiah 49. We'll be back to you, servant in Isaiah 52 and 53. Now go to Isaiah 49, 7 once again. And here's what we have. We have that the one described in 49, 7 is despised of soul, abhorred of a nation. What nation abhors the one of Isaiah 49.7? You should be asking that question. What nation despises and abhors this one? It's worth considering. Um. This person in Isaiah 49, 7 is addressed to a servant of ruling ones. We are told that kings shall arise and princes will bow down. We're talking about a figure here. Kings are going to, like when this person walks in, kings are going to stand up. Princes are going to hit their face. Who is this? Mise, 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 mise. Al mise, mi deber. Who is this that it's speaking of? And why does this appearance of this one cause kings to get up, princes to hit their face? Who is this one who is abhorred of the nation? Who is this despised one? And why despised? Because, we're told why, because of Jehovah who's faithful and the Holy One who has chosen you. Who is the chosen one? Who is the elect? Beit, Chet, Resh. Now we have the white space after 49.7. Remember, that verse is set off all by itself. Let me tell you something. When I'm studying scripture, if I see a single verse that's set off by white spaces... I say, ah, man, I'm going to really look at this. It stands out. It stands out in the text. It makes me say, what is this about? Why is it set off like that? Okay, listen. Shema, listen to this. Look at Isaiah 49, verse 8. We're just going to pick up a few more clues like you didn't have enough. Thus says Jehovah, In an acceptable time, 
have I answered you? And in a day of salvation have I helped you, and I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. That sounds familiar. All that sounds familiar. I've answered you, day of salvation. I've helped you. I'll preserve you. That's our root word, noon, Saudi Resh. Give thee for a covenant of the people. That sounds familiar. To restore the land and to assign desolate inheritance to their owners that you may say to the prisoners, go forth. Huh, thought I heard that before somewhere, like four minutes ago. You see that? Look. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways and their pastures shall be on all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that has mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away and my highways shall be raised up. All this sounds so familiar. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for Jehovah has comforted his people and has mercy upon his afflicted. Okay. All of these terms, all of these phrases provide us with necessary information. And the first thing I want to draw your attention to is that it begins, in an acceptable time. That's a kind of an interesting phrase, acceptable, ratzon in Hebrew. I wonder if Isaiah uses ratzon in another place where we might connect it with another passage. Well, of course he does. Look at Isaiah 61. We were just there, but we didn't pick this up. Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. The spirit of Adonai Jehovah, Ruach Adonai Jehovah, is upon me. Because Jehovah has anointed me to announce good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim an acceptable year of Jehovah. Now, if I were announcing that this had begun and I were at a place in the unfolding redemption from Isaiah... Uh, 49 verses 8 through 13, I would stand up in a synagogue uh, if I were announcing this, and I would read Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2, and guess where I'd stop? I'd stop right at the place where it says an acceptable time. Hmm. Why would I do that? Because this is progressive. An acceptable time, ratzon, Ba'etratzon is also associated with what we see in Isaiah 61, where it says an acceptable year. So the acceptable time, Ba'etratzon, is in the Hebrew of Isaiah 61. I mean, this is just too interesting. You would say, Shnat 
Ratzon, the year, an acceptable year. Acceptable time, an acceptable year. A Ratzon, a favorable. Jehovah says, <clears throat> go back to Isaiah uh, 42. Jehovah says, I will keep you. You see how I just introduced that, drop that big bomb and then move back because all this comes back together. You just have to be patient. I have people emailing me and texting me and messaging me saying, hey, can you uh, maybe answer this? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't just give it to you on a text message. You've got to stay with this. It might be 44 more weeks of this. Okay. Isaiah 42, 6 and Isaiah 49, 8 both contain a promise from Jehovah to the servant. And that promise from Jehovah to the servant in Isaiah 42, 6 and 49, 8 is this, I will keep you. I will preserve you. In Hebrew, it's that nun sadi resh. So you have Jehovah is the keeper and the servant is the kept. Isaiah 42, 6. Isaiah 42, 6 says, I will give or put you for a covenant of people for a light of nations. Isaiah 42, 6 says, I will give or put you, Jehovah, to the servant for a covenant of people, singular, and for a light of nations, plural. Now, if you go to Isaiah 49, verse 6, it says, I will give or put you for a light of nations, plural, and for a covenant of people, singular. So it swaps them. You can look at those side by side. This would be your homework assignment. Write Isaiah 42, 6 on one side of your paper, that promise, and then write Isaiah 49, verse 6 on the other side and compare them. Just swaps them, just like this, all right? Now, look at verse 9 of 49, Isaiah 49, 9. That you may say... To the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Again, that's from Isaiah 61. In Isaiah 61, the one who says uh, that the spirit of Adonai Jehovah is upon me, he has anointed me, so forth and so on, talks about the acceptable year, also says he's going to set the prisoners free. So whoever this is in Isaiah 49 is the same one in Isaiah 61. Again, many people try to separate these, but they do so at their own peril. They do so because they don't carefully note the comparisons. Uh, Look at verse 13 one more time in Isaiah 49. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains, for Jehovah has comforted his people. Now, where do we know that from? This whole section is a manifesto, if you will, for the servant. It's not as simple 
are as restricted as Bernhard Doom says. You have four servant songs. The redemptive scenario of Isaiah is contained from chapter 40 through chapter 66. To focus on four isolated pericopes outside of context is not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to learn it. You're only going to be looking at this through a glass darkly. But you have to understand that Isaiah 40 begins, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. That is a consistent part of the manifesto. Uh, I don't even care if you say manifesto of the Messiah. It's not technically the Messiah, so actually I do care. But it is that messianic agenda, if you will, that end times um, eschatological map. It begins with comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. And and say to Jerusalem, blah, you know, on and on and on. Well, here in verse 13, it says, uh, for Jehovah has comforted his people. So this is looking Isaiah 49, 8 through 13 is giving you a glimpse of after the comfort has come. You see that? You have to pay attention. Okay. Um, Now, I want you to look at Isaiah 51. Now, Bernhard Doom doesn't mention anything about uh, 51, 4, but I will. Begins at the white space, verse 4. Hearken to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For Torah shall proceed from me. Huh, I wonder who's talking here. And I will make judgment suddenly for a light of the peoples. I've seen that before. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and my arms shall judge the peoples. Isles shall wait upon me, and on my arms shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall grow old like a garment, and they that dwell in it shall die in this manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be overthrown. White space. It is addressed to my people, my nation. My people, my nation. The speaker says further, Torah will go forth from me. Now, I'm wondering, when I read this, if this is the same speaker as the one who says the aisles wait for his Torah. I wonder if... That's the Torah we're waiting on. The one that's going to go forth that says here in Isaiah 51, Torah will go forth from me. The speaker of this passage says, I will make judgment suddenly. In Hebrew, uh, it's a word that means in a moment. Just like twinkling of an eye. I throw phrases in like that just so people go, oh, what's he saying there? It's, it's going to be quick. <clears throat> judgment. He says, I will make judgment suddenly in a moment. What, for what? For a light of peoples. Now, plural. Interesting, 
In Isaiah 42, 6, it, in uh, Isaiah 49, 6, Isaiah 42, 6, 49, 6 says, light to nations, or light of nations, light to, light to nations. Goyim could be Gentiles, or it could mean the nations. But the idea is that the servant, Isaiah 42, 6, 49, 6, light to the nations. Here we have in Isaiah 51, uh, it also has light to the nations. Actually, it says light to peoples. Now, there are times in prophecy where something which is absolutely connected one to another uses a different word. I'll give you an example. Isaiah chapter 2 talks about in that day, the mountain of the uh, Lord will be exalted and so forth. And and he says, uh, nations will stream. Well, Isaiah 2 and Micah 4 both cover that. One says nations, one says peoples. So this is the same. Here's what I want you to understand. There can be no doubt that Isaiah 42, 6, Isaiah 49, 6, and Isaiah 51, uh, Isaiah 51, 4. Yes, Isaiah 51, 4, Isaiah 42, 6, 49, 6, all deal with the servant light to the nations. The speaker continues, my righteousness, my salvation, my arm shall judge the people. Isles wait on me, on my arm they trust, my salvation, my righteousness. But who is speaking? You might say, well, it sounds like maybe God's speaking. Well, why don't we just read? Isaiah Uh, 51, look at verse 1 at the white space. Let's see if maybe, because we started in verse 4. Let's see if maybe uh, verse 1 gives us who's speaking. Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness, you that seek Jehovah. Okay, so the speaker's not Jehovah, right? Because it says you that, Follow after right, chase after righteousness, you that seek Jehovah. If it were Jehovah speaking, he would say, hearken to me, you that seek after me, says Jehovah. But it's someone else saying, listen to me, you that chase after righteousness, you that seek Jehovah. So we we have to go back further to find the speaker. Uh, If you go back to the next white space, let's just work our way back and see if we can figure out who's talking here. Isaiah uh, 50 verse 10. Who is there among you that fears Jehovah, still not Jehovah speaking, that obeys the voice of his servant that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of Jehovah and rely upon his God. Behold, all you that kindle a fire that girdle yourselves around with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that you have kindled. This came to you from my hand. You shall lie down in grief. Now the translator here makes my capitalized because they're thinking it's Jehovah. Your translation have a capital M? Because only Jehovah speaks with capital letters on personal pronouns. So this is, but this seems to be the servant referring to its role by saying um, that obeys the voice of his servant. You could say, well, I don't know. It could be referring to another But we have to go back. Look at verse 4. 
And this, by the way, verse 4 is one of Doom's uh, servant songs. You see how it worked into that? This is the third servant song that Bernhard Doom identified. So he clearly says that what I'm now getting to is a servant song. Here we go. Verse 4 of Isaiah 50. Uh, Adonai Jehovah, Natan Lee, uh, the Lord God, or Adonai Jehovah, has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to sustain him that is weary. Remember last week we talked about the one that is weary, you know, they shall walk and not faint and so forth. This is a key also. He wakens me. Morning by morning, he wakens my ear to hear as the learned. Adonai Jehovah has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, For Adonai Jehovah has helped me. Therefore, have I not been confounded? Therefore, have I set my face like a flint? And I knew that I should not be ashamed. He is near that justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, Adonai Jehovah will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Condemn me. Lo, they all shall grow old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. And this particular passage, Isaiah 50, verses 4 through 7, uh, according to Doom, this is song, uh, song number three, poem number three of the servant. And, and if you notice, this servant is can hear but it's it's an abused it seems um it, it says that he is smitten uh beard is pulled shame and spitting hmm. kind of reminds me a little bit of what we read earlier in 49 you know you get this idea of one who is despised and one who is abhorred. Hmm. I'll tell you what it's making me think about. It's reminding me of servant song number four, which is in Isaiah 52. So go with me to Isaiah 52, and I just want to read. We're not going to unpack it yet. Isaiah 52, 13. Behold, my servant shall prosper. And by the way, a lot of people talk about Isaiah 53. Right? They, they say, you got to go, if you just read Isaiah 53. But, but what they, a lot of people, most of you know this, but uh, it doesn't begin in chapter 53, verse 1. You have to go back to 52, 13. 
You have to look back. You can't just start in 53.1. Otherwise, you miss this. Behold, verse 13 of chapter 52. Behold, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at thee, saying, Surely his visage is too marred to be that of a man, and his form to be that of the sons of men. So shall he startle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they perceive. Who would have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of Jehovah revealed? For he grew up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness that we should look at him and no countenance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, man of pains, acquainted with sickness. And we hid, as it were, our faces from them, from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But in truth, he has borne our sicknesses and endured our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded because of our transgressions, bruised because of our iniquities. His sufferings were that we might have peace, and by his injury we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And Jehovah has called the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. He was oppressed, but he humbled himself and opened not his mouth. As a lamb which is brought to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb... So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and false judgment was he taken away. And of his generation who considered. uh, For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of the people to whom the stroke was due. Now that's a translation now. We have to unpack a lot of stuff here. For they made his grave among the wicked. His tomb among the rich. Because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. But it pleased Jehovah to crush him by disease. If his soul shall consider it a recompense for guilt, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the purpose of Jehovah shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, he shall be sated with seeing. By his knowledge did my servant justify the righteous one to the many, and did bear the iniquity. Surely I will give him a portion with the great, He shall divide the spoil with the strong because he has poured out his soul to death and was numbered with transgressions. But he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressions, transgressors, white space. Well, that's a, um, that's a lot. Isaiah 52 verse 13 through 53 Verse 12 is the servant song uh, number four. But there is a lot in the servant song of three and the servant song of four. And we've touched on the idea that there is an individual or a group within the group, a servant within the servant, whether that be a person or a group, we've yet to determine. But we've seen it. We've seen it in the text. Israel, yes, Israel's a servant, but there appears to be a servant within the servant, and there appears to be a servant who is abhorred and despised, one who uh, is abused, you might say. And then 
that will be ultimately exalted. And we are definitely going to get into this, but we're not going to do it today. Uh, you need to be with us next week at 10.30 a.m. Central Time on Facebook or YouTube, and we're just going to keep going into this idea uh, of the servant in Isaiah. Until next week, Shabbat Shalom, Shavuot Tov. Come back and see us next week.